Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayer. And I'm Brian Park. And we have a wonderful guest for you today. But before we introduce her, we're going to start with our Patreon shout outs, as always. Yeah. So if you guys like our content, please consider donating to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian. Youngmi and I offer a lot of cool exclusive benefits (laughs) behind different subscription tiers. But at the very least, any subscription amount gets you a shout out on this podcast where Young Me and I guess who you are based on your name alone. And we will offend you, most likely. <laughs> most likely. <laughs> we've been becoming, like, like, recently, we've been really, like, doing the Asian stereotypes. We're like, this person owns a boba store. Or well, something. you know what that means? I'm going to double down this time. Okay. That way I can be like, it's it's a joke, obviously. <laughs> I mean, look at how much I'm hyperbolizing this. <laughs> or either I'm going to become fully alt-right and just say that it's free speech. Yeah. So we'll, <laughs> jury's I out. We'll see what happens. You. I support Brian because Becoming an all right person. No, 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 no. no, (laughs) I feel like that would be good for our podcast numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Anyways, are you ready for our first shout out, Young Me? Yes. Our first shout out goes to Ayako Yamasaki. This is what I'm seeing. Mom. She's a mom. Just a mom. I just saw this is <laughs> I feel so bad because what I'm about to say is exactly like sort of racist. Like I, I saw like little bento lunches. Like she's really good at making those little like cute Instagram lunches for her kids. Oh <laughs> yo. It's I totally just, see that. Right? Yes. For her son or daughter, she makes these oh You know what I mean? Yeah, like <laughs> It's like spam a subi. Yeah. And then if you look to the side, it's like a teddy bear face. Yeah, yeah. And the kid and then all the kids their and all the kids make fun of their son because they have like a stupid lunch. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I feel like I'm obsessed with watching that on Instagram. Like, yeah. you know, those like cutesy bentos. And I like read about this one Instagram famous mom that makes those. Uh-huh. And she's like, I wake up at 4 30 every day. Oh, <laughs> to God. Make that. <laughs> you know she's doing that and then the kids just getting like beaten Roasted. up <laughs> you know the kids just throwing it away and then like pulling out their lunchables from their jam yeah. just to be fit in with all the other white kids like why can't you just make me a bologna sandwich mom oh uh, that was me and how foolish i was <laughs> my mom would make me these fire lunches and i'd be like embarrassed to have them really instead i would want like sloppy joes from the cafe Sloppy Joes. I can't believe white people have the audacity to make fun of our food and they eat sloppy fucking Joes. (laughs) Meatloaf. Oh, God. (laughs) My God. What the? Right? Right. Yeah. As an adult, I look at the recipes for these white foods and I'm like, why? Why is there ketchup? What? So, so much ketchup. Ketchup as a sauce? Weird. You You know what's a demented lunch food? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I eat those still. I, I saw you. I've seen you eat those. It's psycho. It's the weirdest food. It's it's just mushy. It's just mush. It's calorie rich. It's syrup. super fast. Ugh. It takes five minutes to make, but you are correct. It's demented so and that's weird. why I eat it. Anyways, Ayako Yamasaki, thank you for your Patreon donation. And please don't stop making those beautiful lunches yeah, for your children. It's, it's your art. Uh, our second shout out goes to Kevin Chung. Oh, Kevin. I'm Kevin seeing very Chung. buff. 
I, I did too, but I feel like that's like. <laughs> I feel like everything we say is like so. I don't even you think know everything's why. offensive now. <laughs> I've been on TikTok too much. Stick I'm like, to your guns. This is internalized white supremacy. Like, <laughs> this is misogynistic. <laughs> I mean, maybe we're realizing yeah, that I, I'm everything. I'm seeing is. muscles. I'm seeing a lot of muscles, but I feel like all Asian men are just ripped. Yeah, but I'm going to say that Kevin Chung, it's my theory. He, he always goes, he's the guy who always tries to go shirtless, even though the it doesn't call for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. That's so funny. He'll be like playing a pickup basketball game with his boys and there were email instructions to like everyone wear a black shirt, everyone bring a green shirt and Kevin Chung will be like, I all, right, skins. all right, skins, I pick skins. Everyone's like, yo, Kevin, we don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know he's buff. Remember? Uh, did you ever go to Kangodong Pekjong when it first opened? Oh, yeah. I feel like it's like LA Korean guys. Like every guy that worked there was like ripped to the point where it was like, <laughs> he can't even carry my food to the table because he's like, oh, like he's, he can't lift, like lift his huge arms up that high. Kevin That's Chung. Kevin, yeah. Yeah. Kevin Chung, stay strong, my man. Uh, our last <laughs> shout out goes to Elise Lim. Oh, Elise is such a sweet name, but Elise reminds me of like a child's name. That's my niece's name. Oh, really? Yeah. It just always seems like such a like a little a little girl name. <laughs> Elise is Elise Lim. I'm getting lawful vibes. Yeah, me too. For lawful sure. Vibes. Lim. I feel like the last name Lim. Lim, Lim is lawful so... of the Korean spectrum. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. <laughs> They're so like. Ugh. I'm a doctor. All the, I've never met like a limb that like was like not in medical school. Oh, actually, I've met a limb not in medical school. Really? Yeah, he's a he's a male model. Who? <laughs> Who is it? He's very very hot. Who is this, Brian? Why didn't you tell me? He goes to another school. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to guess Elise Lim is in medical school. Mm -hmm. Her boyfriend is also in the same medical school. Mm -hmm. They've been dating for three years and they're both planning to do their residency in Cincinnati. And yeah. they're listening to this podcast while they look for homes on Zillow. Yeah, I. that's definitely. Yep. Yep. 100%. Yep. 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 And you know what, Elise? Thank you for doing the work that you do Thank and for you donating for your donation. <laughs> um, yeah. So once again, if you like our content and you want to shout out on the podcast, please donate to Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian. And our guest this week is, you know what? I'm really fucking excited I'm because so excited. they are really fucking hilarious. They're an incredibly talented comedian. Everyone, please give your ears to Dylan McKeever. Hi. Hey guys. Long time listener, uh, first time caller. I just wanted to, uh, <laughs> I wanted to call in and just say how sexy both of you are. Um, wow. I would, I would marry either of you in a heartbeat. And, uh, let me just, I just think about that proposal and I'll take my answer off the air. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> wow! No, already, just kidding. Already, I'm still here. I'm still already here. our favorite guest. Already the best guest we've <laughs> already ever the had. best compliment, right out the gate. Wow, <laughs> um, Dylan, I just want to comment on your voice because it is the best, sexiest 
Because I've been watching your videos for a long time, and I feel like you have like ASMR voice. You have ASMR oh. sultry voice. Thanks. I mean, I, I'm very into it. I'm so self-conscious about it. I get like, I'm always like, oh, do I sound like a boy? I don't know. But maybe <laughs> that's sexy. Maybe Andro... I feel- Andro sexy <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have that like you know like ASMR there's this like purring kind of quality and I feel like you have that good good thank you <laughs> I'll take it uh, but Dylan before we ask you how you feel young me how are you feeling oh fuck oh god okay so this is <laughs> every week it starts with oh god Dylan I know I know you said you were listening to a few of our episodes but like there's this episode last year where I talk about this. I had like a really shitty ex-boyfriend and he was like, you know, I, I say stuff like this and I feel like people are really sensitive to these words, but like, he was like very like misogynistic, you know? And you know, when I say that, I mean like to the level that like most of us are misogynistic, you know, most of us are racist and we all have to work towards like resolving that every day, you know? Like, I'm not saying that he was, like, strikingly misogynistic, like, compared to other, like, cis, like, hetero men. But, you know, obviously we all have that, you know? Yes. And when we broke up, he sent me this fucking psycho email where he called me, like, a rabid horse. I don't remember. It was just, like, like pages of, like, just, like, crazy misogynistic. Yeah, I remember this. And it was, like, he was, like... He was like, and you're buying your stupid purses, like just throwing all this weird shit, like, okay, like, just like, you know, like to right. me, very anti-woman. And, and then I didn't respond. And then he sent me another email being like, oh, I'm so concerned for you. I, I was reading about BPD and I feel like you should read up about it. Oh, and he sent me this like yes, I remember this. podcast link and I was like. I don't fucking have BPD and that's like, not that there's anything wrong with having BPD, obviously, but like for a man to accuse a woman of like mental illness because we're having a fight, right? Well, BPD is borderline borderline personality disorder. Yeah. So he said borderline personality disorder. So that's interesting that you said that because that's like the point. So (laughs) I, the point of the story. So I, all my life, I like felt like I had like bipolar disorder, you know? And I feel like there was like some some point where there was like a discussion with a psychiatrist that I had a few years ago about it. Mm-hmm. And then during the pandemic, um, I was like, I also feel like I have like ADD. And my friend was like giving me Adderall and it made me feel better. Okay. So I like talked to a psychiatrist um, about it. And she was like, you know, I feel like there's like, I feel like I'm hearing a lot of like possibility that you might have bipolar too. Mm. And I was like, that makes sense. But I got so depressed that day because I, I mistakenly remembered that my ex accused me of having bipolar disorder. And I was like, God damn it. Now this like emotionally abusive guy Fuck, is right. He was right all along. God damn it. Cause I was like so hurt. <laughs> Cause I was like so hurt by the fact that he was accusing me of like, he was weaponizing mental illness because we were in a fight. You know what I mean? So I got really depressed, like lying down in bed, like, oh, damn it. (laughs) And then I remembered he accused me of having borderline personality disorder, not bipolar disorder. So I was like, congrats. Let's go. Let's go. He was wrong. He was wrong. And then when he accused me of having it, I talked to my therapist at the time and she was like, 
bro, borderline personality disorder is like pretty serious. Like I, I feel like I would have like picked up on that yeah. as a professional. Like, don't worry. You don't have like, she's like, I've, I've been with you for like three years. I've never seen, you know, I've mm. never seen a sign of that. And I remember just being so upset. Like this, like my ex-boyfriend stand-up comedian guy thinks he knows more than my therapist who's just because she's a woman like just getting overly angry about stuff like that anyway i just want to say i got really depressed but now i'm like starting the process of like exploring this and seeing what kind of medication will work for me um how does it feel to have your hunch confirmed bipolar well yeah. like year like i said years ago i did talk to a psychiatrist and it was like something that was like put on the table but i like stopped the process because i just did not want to be on medication mm. um but then i was like Doing Adderall is fun though, so I'll do Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I signed up for the psychiatrist, and she was like, you know, yeah, it makes sense that you know, um, like, what does it feel like when you do Adderall? And I was like, at first, it feels like I'm normal. Yeah. And then it feels like, okay, this is too intense for me. And she was like, that, yeah, that says a lot. And so I don't have the Adderall, and I. <laughs> Don't have borderline personality disorder, but you know who knows? As long as my ex boyfriend is wrong. I'm happy. <laughs> I could <Yeah>. have whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I know. And I just, I just want to say like, I'm just, you know, I'm being lighthearted, but mental illness. I know a lot of people are like, I hope nobody reads it as me making fun of mental illness because I don't think that that's, you know, there's nothing taboo about it in my mind. And I, right. don't, I don't like judge anyone for having it. And I just want to be open about the possibilities of whatever I have. Brian, how are you feeling? I don't know if it's because I drank so much cold brew this morning, uh -huh. but I feel so good right now. <laughs> yes. I feel great. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I don't really have much going on in my life right now. Uh, I've just been spending a lot of time alone and uh, I, yeah, I think I know I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good vibes, positive. I know I'm feeling good because I lost money on playing the stock market this morning and I'm still feeling good. Wow. <laughs> I think that's become my new vice because I quit. Like I don't smoke. I don't drink. I yeah. don't watch porn anymore. And so now I'm just be becoming a gambling degenerate as a treat and for dopamine. So you're still on the stock market. Oh, yeah. Uh, what has it was it because of the GameStop thing or were you on it before? Uh, I was on it before, yeah. but I think it's sort of ramped up a little bit because <laughs> I'm just in quarantine and mm -hmm. like I need dopamine somewhere. Yeah. So instead I'm like, let's let's just it's purely gambling. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Normally I would be kind of annoyed at myself because I made some stupid investments and I'm being an idiot and frivolous with my money, but this cold brew is really feeling good in my bloodstream and I'm 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 actually yeah, I'm feeling great. All, all <laughs> your problems can be solved with cold brew. I'm just straight up becoming like a Korean I just she like a Korean dad <laughs> and, and this is not good behavior and I should probably quit it. <laughs> That's always me when I'm feeling depressed and I drink water and I'm like, I feel great. Oh my God. I was just dehydrated. <laughs> Never mind. I don't need, I don't need Adderall. 
You need something, man. You need to blow off steam somehow. Right, right. But you know, yeah. Overall, I'm 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 feeling optimistic. I'm feeling good. Yeah. So you know what? I'm right. not gonna like try to shame myself. Feel but like try to find a reason to feel bad. Enjoy I feel good. it. Yeah. Enjoy it while it lasts, baby. Because we know it's not gonna. It's last. not gonna last, baby. <laughs> Dylan, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm okay. I mentioned earlier I I drank a bunch of caffeine yesterday at a bad time, and now I'm I'm zonked. But uh, happy to be here. Happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I spent the night just like awake and peeing constantly. I don't know. (laughs) Does that ever happen to you when you drink a lot of caffeine? You just like wake up. Oh, yeah. I've definitely gone through spirals like that where if I pee, let's say maybe two times in an hour, could be a normal amount, but my brain immediately goes, oh shit, frequent urination. That's a problem. Let me wet yeah, MD me t- this and then yeah, it's a whole me thing. Me too. I'm like, I'm like, I, my kidneys are broken or I'm geriatric. It's like one or the other, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I usually don't drink uh, caffeine at all or have any caffeine, but uh, I got peer pressured by a like 24 year old to drink some Yerbamati. <gasps> we were out roller skating and. Oh, those she was kids. Like, those 24 year olds, you, know, you can't say no to them. They're no good. Yeah. <laughs> That they're the worst influences on this right? planet. <laughs> it's terrible, but I'm coming back to life. I like it's how okay. I like how your friends peer pressured you into drinking yerba mate. Like, it's <laughs> like other people are getting peer pressured into doing like ketamine on a Tuesday. I know. I miss that life. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's been dulled by the pandemic. You know, my, my highs are as Brian was talking about. The highs and and lows are very uh, compressed now. That was like that one time somebody asked me, I was eating a shrimp cocktail and they were like, how is it? And I was like, I feel like the best shrimp cocktail I've ever had and the worst shrimp cocktail I've ever had are like very <laughs> close together. <laughs> That's our life now, just a shrimp cocktail shrimp every cocktails. day. That's so true. Every shrimp cocktail is the same. I love it. I'm just going to tell, whenever anyone asks me how I feel, I'm going to say I feel like a shrimp cocktail. Life's, life's a shrimp cocktail. I'm going to get it on a shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> neither, neither good nor bad. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I, I, I worry that people will see the name on this episode and be like, "Why did they get some like, like redheaded white guy in here? Why did they get some like? <laughs> why did they get like a, this Irish dude in here?" Um, but that's not me. Just I, I'm just. You have to picture a, a very sexy Asian mixed trans woman. Um, I can't rely. I'm saying I can't rely on my looks for for podcast world. Are you are you part Irish though? I am. Uh, My dad is Mexican and Irish. This is my stand up joke. He's half Irish and half Mexican, so you can probably Uh guess what his favorite food is, right? Right. Um, It's the body and blood of Christ. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say loaded nacho potato skins. <laughs> loaded nacho potato skin. Uh, and then He's like the taco, the tacos from Benegins. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I've been trying to write the second half. Is my mom is like third generation Chinese, so her favorite food, oh, wow. is just mac and cheese. You know, makes right. sense. <laughs> nice. I don't know. I don't know. Um, wow. So your mom is third generation Chinese. It's, is she from California? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually before this podcast, I, I have like a big family group chat and I was like, Hey, Mm -hmm. what, like, why did our ancestors immigrate here? And like, nobody Mm -hmm. knew. (laughs) 
<laughs> and there's like 17 people in there and they're all, they're all arguing. They're like, you know, like your great grandparents came here to start a jeans factory in Hawaii. And then someone else was like, no, they did flower farming. It was very confusing. So oh. I don't, think, I don't, I'm, I think I'm like between third and fourth on that side. I love hearing about like third, fourth, fifth generation Asian Americans because it's like, they're, they're so American, you know? I feel like there's a lot of people in like Hawaii and California that are like fourth, fifth generation. And it's just so weird because they're like, you know, we talk about this a lot. They're still seen as like others, like not American, but they're like so American, you know? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. For sure. Yeah. I relate with that. (laughs) Like the surfer, the surfer vocal intonation, like, yeah, brah, like sick, gnarly (laughs) tubes. Like that's originated from Japanese people (laughs) in Hawaii. (laughs) Seriously. Wait, is it? I Um, didn't know that. No. No, I don't know. (laughs) I just made that up. (laughs) No, I think I've talked about this before, but you know that actress Anna Mae Wong or whatever, she was fourth generation Chinese American. And that was like in 1920 or something. Oh, so she's old Hollywood. Yeah, like she, like her family had been in America since the birth of America, basically. Right? Isn't that crazy. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, I saw this documentary about her, and they're like, "Yeah, she, she was like, I'm fourth generation. Like, why do I have to keep playing the dragon lady? <laughs> like <laughs> the accents and everything." Um, yeah, I, I so, relate with that a lot. I'm definitely, uh, definitely very Americanized, whitewashed kind of on that side. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, even my grandma did not like speak any. Mandarin or Cantonese. So Wow. Whoa. Wow, even your grandma. That's yeah. like that's so intense. Well right? can I ask because like you you know, you're biracial. I'm also biracial. I would say do you like what's your experience with like how people read you? Because I feel like I look very Asian or like to white people, they read me as very Asian. Uh I think as Asian. I don't really ask them. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think that's how I come off though. It's, it's wild. I have other like mixed cousins and it's so, it's so wild. Like how different people can be read when they're like sort yeah, of the yeah. same as I am. Like some of them look uh-huh. pretty much white, even though they're half Chinese. And then some are very like ambiguous. And I feel like I fall more on the being read as Asian side. I was trying to work on some joke about how, you, you know, our parents probably thought like, Oh, we're like mixing the races and, They'll yeah. be at home in multiple places and it's instead we don't like have a home anywhere, you know? Yeah, exactly. I want to ask you because, um, you know, like I said, you're biracial and you're also trans. Mm-hmm. And my experience with like having like um, different like part Asian family and like white family or whatever is a lot of people assume that like my Asian part of the family is like way more strict or not as open minded you know, and then like the other side is like very way more liberal and stuff like that. But that hasn't really been my personal experience. And I feel like it's kind of like racist when people assume that like my white side is like more open minded. Has like what was your experience like coming out as trans to your family? You know, like and was there like a difference between like your Asian side and like the other side at all? Uh, Yeah, uh, it's basically the opposite since... <laughs> Um, my, my dad was born in Mexico and grew mm-hmm. up there. And then he, I guess he's sort of, it's confusing. He's sort of first generation, but not because he's like a white side is from the East coast. Um, so it's like on one side, he's like first. And then on the other side, it's like later. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's, 
it's well, I guess being so like Americanized, my my Chinese side was way more accepting and like open. Um, mm. Also, like my one of my mom's jobs was working in San Francisco during the AIDS crisis. Uh, she was a hospice. Oh. She was a hospice worker, um, and so they. I mean, they both have like way more exposure to like the queer community, you know, from back in the eighties. Mm. Um, right. But my dad is pretty conservative, and he's had like a pretty hard time figuring shit out. But it's gotten oh. better. Oh. He's, he's like he's like hardcore yeah. Catholic. Um, oh, he is. Yeah, that you know the, the joke oh, yeah. I made is is real. Yeah. It's it's, oh. it's 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 the truth. <laughs> Uh, oh, so oh he's, had, he's had like yeah. a way harder time and he's gotten better though it's like taken a while but yeah does that bother you because it like bothers me I think when I have what what bothers me is like I'll have a conversation I'll have I'll be having a conversation with like a white person and they'll, they'll mm-hmm. like if I say something about my life you know like oh I used to like have a drug problem they're like oh I bet your f- fucking Korean family tried to kill you or something and I'm like <laughs> No, like they're, my mom is extremely open. Like, why would you assume that? Like, does that, I mean, I don't know if you ever have encountered people I, I assuming like, that about your family. I don't feel like people do. I don't know if it's okay. like a California thing. I don't, I, mm. I don't, I don't remember anything specifically about people being like, your Asian side must be strict. Um, mm. Maybe yeah. it's just how, how it well, is. <laughs> in my case, my, I think my parents are, kind of fit that stereotype type more mm. where they are very strict. How dare they? <laughs> setting us back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but basically what that means is like people's assumptions are usually correct. And when I meet other mm. Asians who had the, a similar upbringing as I did, where they just weren't allowed to go have sleepovers for no reason <laughs> at all. Um, there's a, there's a, a lot of friendships are formed through trauma laughter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. They didn't allow you to go to sleepovers? I don't know why. Have you like, ever been to a sleepover, Brian? Uh, no, I, I have, but <laughs> I've, they're just too adult. In college. Adult. <laughs> 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 yeah, whenever. With your, um, with your pajamas. You know, like crossing the quad with your, like, your It actually was two weeks ago with uh, a random woman, and I told her that this is the first time I ever had a sleepover, and she hasn't texted me back. Um, oh, so and then you brought your sleeping bag <laughs> and your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why are you sleeping? Like, we uh, the first one to sleep is loses. Okay, like, come on, we're gonna like pull an all nighter here. It's like, sir, I'm 30 years old. Please get the fuck out of my apartment. <laughs> wow. They were like too real about shit. You know, they were like, come on, you're gonna go over there. You're gonna eat some fucking trash ass white food. Like, just you're gonna want to wow. sleep in your own bed. It's better this way. And I'm like, okay, fine. And you know what? They were right. They're always right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I was like, why did I, that, that came out of me just like from my soul. We gotta, we gotta unpack that. Where, yeah. where did you go just then? It sounded, it sounded like your, your parents were speaking through you. <laughs> oh God. Um, Dylan, so we talk about, you know, speaking about my sleepover, uh, we talk about dating a lot on this podcast and we want to know like, who do you date? Do you have a type? Uh, whoever will take me, you know, it's kind of where I'm at. Nice. nice. Same. <laughs> no, uh, I, I like, I oscillate between like having just crazy ego and like, I only date like 
tens and elevens. Wait, so you only date tens and elevens? Wait, I don't. I do not do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I sent a I sent a viral TikTok to Young Me where the whole point of the TikTok was to make fun of how there's a certain type of skater white guy where they have like a fisherman's beanie on. They all have a mustache, a dangly earring, and it was just roasting those types of guys. They're like. They're, they all look the same. There's too many. And Young Me replied, so hot. <laughs> <laughs> the, num- the number the number is what's hot. There's so many. <laughs> so many. <laughs> Wait, so what were you saying? You oscillate between dating like 10s and 11s? Oh, no, just like how I feel about myself where I'm like, I'm like hot shit. And then I'm like, you know, please, please kiss me. <laughs> yeah, I made a video. Maybe we were talking about that. I made a video about like dating pre-transition and after and how mm-hmm. hard it was before, I think. Uh, maybe. <laughs> because basically, you know, I was like read as an Asian dude and it was hard to be on the dating apps, you know, like I would like carefully as an, craft. As an Asian dude. Yeah. I would carefully craft each message and just like pray that someone would respond. Um, and usually they wouldn't. But oh, now it's just like a deluge of messages like all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you know what that's like? (laughs) Yeah, no, Brian was, Brian's always like asking me if his messages look good. He's like, should I send this? And I've I've told Brian over and over again, literally doesn't matter what you say. Yeah, and I take your fucking advice (laughs) and they don't respond. No, it's like if she wants to respond, she'll respond. Yeah. If she doesn't want to, she will. Like, it doesn't matter what you write. I know. Uh, I I, I get both of you. (laughs) I've been up in that notes app, you know, making it perfect. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I I sometimes wonder like when I'm on these dating apps and I match with this cute girl and we're like bantering, I feel like I have I'm like firing on all cylinders at like a, like 360 horsepower. Where I'm like maximizing my wit and like crafting these beautiful messages yeah. and I'm like one slip up then they stop responding and I sometimes wonder I'm like if it was like some if I was just some fucking white dude would I experience the same level of scrutiny? Hmm. I'm making this a racial thing. I'm hoping yeah. things are, I feel like things are changing, are they? Uh, like, I don't date white people anymore. And I feel like, the, especially <laughs> like the younger generation is like, you know, more, I guess, particular or more uh, like thoughtful about who they're dating, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I think things are changing, but also it could just be that I'm getting older and with age, I just... Reed is more self-assured and I'm more confident with who I am. Whereas in my like early twenties, I was all up in that notes app drafting <laughs> like crazy messages. And then if I look back on it, I'm like, God, that was, those are so cringe. Oh my God. Yeah. I think that's a good point, Dylan. I think Asian people are, and like other POCs aren't like necessarily looking for the white approval anymore. Like I've seen, you know, especially with like younger um, like Asian people, right? They're much more likely to date other Asian people. I think, like my generation, all the Asian guys that I went to school with, they're like, and Brian's talked about this. Like, they're like, we gotta get a white woman. Like, they're <laughs> so like, like you know, like oh, like, and like you know, not pointing any fingers. But, oh, I know, like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> But right? now, like, that's just not a thing at yeah. all, I think. Yeah. All right, I think it's oh. all a thing, but I think it's uh, t- getting tampered down a little bit, hopefully. I don't know. Um, did you right. either, wow. did, did both of you have those that kind of phase of, like, 
needing white approval. Brian's still in it. Oh, cool. Sorry. How's that, how's that going? <laughs> oh, thank you for speaking for me. <laughs> I, 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 uh, you know what? Yeah. I date white women. Whatever. I'm it's not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm more into it. I'm more into it when it's like an Asian guy dating a white woman because it happens so rarely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all about that, man. Whenever I see a couple comprised of that combination, I'm like, yeah, get it, brother. Because <laughs> like, I mean, in, in San Francisco, it's get like it, basically like 90% of couples are Asian women and white men in like, um, mm. oh, know, for sure. Puffer, puffer jackets. They're. Yeah, like with their like, company meals. logo on the on their left left breast. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I just scowl at them and try to make eye contact with the woman, but they don't give a shit. Mm. They love like, it. Do you need help? <laughs> yeah, come with me. What are you sister? doing? Yeah. yeah, come make out with me. Always- Grow like yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> I don't um, like this one mm-hmm. bit. Wait, you said that you don't. Wait, you said that you don't date white people. Yeah. Uh, I no. mean, when pre-transition, were you? Did you still not date white people? I did, but not very often. I think I've dated mm-hmm. way more non-white people. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. that's true. I've dated way more non-white people than than actually white people. <laughs> um, Is that like? Because for me, um, I, I made like a conscious decision not to date white people because that's all I would get if I didn't like. But young me, you try. fucking say this, yet every <laughs> dude you show me is like a white skater bro, and you're putting me on blast and I'm putting you on full blast right now. <laughs> you know what? Nice I out. sleep with those people. I'm not dating them, Brian. I'm not dating and them how either. Dare you put me on Front Street. <laughs> yeah, I don't even sleep I'm with them. I feel like they don't street. deserve anything. You know, I think, I, I think about how they get like, they get like everything in this world and I'm like, me too. And you're going to pull right. me like out of my queer community. Like, no, no, can't, can't deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Wait, I'm like, st- I'm still recovering from the fact that Brian put me on front street. I'm so sorry, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I've, tr- I've tried so long to write a set about this, about Asian women dating white men and it never comes out funny. It comes out as like pure rage, which is like not great for audiences. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm like still trying to work on it. But um. anytime it's like an Asian woman, the white dude, the like I'm just saying objectively speaking, the white dude is like always so much fucking lamer and not as attractive. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel always. that I feel like that about most straight couples, but <laughs> Word. you have a point. Word. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's Wait, wild. I wish, well, like, I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna like run from my run some part of my routine. But I, I was hoping that, like, you know, I just, I hope that uh, uh, mixed babies would just come out like ugly every time, you know, because I feel like it would like just cut this trend down a little bit. But like, look at young me and me. We're like gorgeous, and it's it's a fucking problem. <laughs> it's really, it really sucks. We we should stop doing this. <laughs> Yeah, being so we gotta, good looking. We gotta tone it down, Dylan. I know. <laughs> Stop um, it. <laughs> I can have a child with a non-Asian person and then have a baby so repulsive that it ch- alters the course of human history. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I see a mixed baby that isn't hot, isn't stunning, I'm like, wow, you you hit the lottery, but you got like $3. <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh. Okay, so you're not dating right now for no. 
Not really. And it's a pandemic, as you shouldn't. So what are some of your coping mechanisms? For the last year, I've been like exercising every day and like eating the same thing every day. It's and it's starting to break down that like <laughs> I've I like kept this that like joy. strict schedule <laughs> of like I'm gonna lift lift weights and run every day and eat like the same rice bowl. Um, but yeah, after like now it's almost been a year and I'm like, okay, it's starting to wear on me. So <laughs> roller skating, oh, I don't know, year, pretending I'm pretending year? I'm in my twenty Yeah, I mean March of last year is when end of March. Oh, I just read, I read that as you were eating the same thing every day for an entire year. Just about I mean, you know, not, this, not not every not every day, but like most days I eat the same like the same boring stuff. I don't know. That's like amazing. I've yeah. never met anyone that could keep to keep like doing something like that for like a year. I think it's kept me sane for most of it. Um, mm. I mean, you know, I didn't know it was going to be a year at first. I'm like, okay, two weeks. <laughs> right, right. I'm and I know that like, you have a thing. You have a curiosity or fixation for coping mechanisms because you actually made a comedy made video, a video. Yeah. dedicated to coping mechanisms. Uh, I do. Uh, it, a lot of those are still going on. Lying on the floor is good. Eating donuts. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, now it's been like roller skating, like pretending that I'm like in my mid twenties and like roller skating. Oh. Where are you roller skating outside? Out, yeah, outside, baby. <laughs> um, there's different like queer. Just saw like a roller events. rink. Oh no, yeah. no, I haven't been inside a roller rink. Uh, there's different skating events like in the Bay and the East Bay in San Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun. It's so like joyful, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What's interesting to me is (laughs) the specificity of it. Like roller skating is a mid, so that's a mid twenties thing. Even earlier, man, I, (laughs) uh, I went to this queer skating event and I saw someone there who I used to take care of. I used to work in a Montessori (gasps) and I took care of them when they were like six years old. And now I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And, And I'm like, now we're at the same event. This is weird, but. It was actually sweet. It was actually sweet to see them again. I'm like, you're so. Oh my god! I did all the like old person stuff. Like, you're so tall, and can't believe like, so I'm so proud that you're little little baby queer. Can't believe it. Oh, baby queers. Um, I feel like that's like a being in your 30s thing, and you're like, all right, I'm old. All right, this is this person was a child when I knew that. <laughs> It's been 25 years. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Just goes out the window, you know? All right. So, okay. So this is the thing, Dylan. We love your bit about the coping mechanisms. We think it's so funny. And Brian and I wrote our coping mechanisms on a piece, on pieces of paper. And we want you to evaluate and rate them and rate them on a scale let's, of one to 10. And then we want you to get, and we want you to guess in who engages, who engages in this coping, in this coping mechanism. mechanism. So yeah, you have to guess who's, whose mechanism it is. Okay, cool. All right. All okay. Right. Let's start the first one. Exercise. Exercise. Uh, I love exercise. <laughs> it's been like oh, a newer thing. Go. I think it's great. I think it's like up there. I think it's like an eight or a nine. And I think it's Brian's for sure. For sure, <laughs> Brian Parks. For sure. I have, ding, not, ding, ding. I have not exercised in like eight years. I just, I just yeah. don't want to do it. 20, do- 2021 me gets anxious when I don't exercise for at least 48 hours. Yeah. What's, what's gr- gotten how do you, into How do you look so great though, young me? Me? 
Yeah. I'm biracial. What's your oh, yeah. secret? <laughs> I, guess we already, I guess we already covered that's that. My, that's my secret. <laughs> wow. Okay. So exercise is an eight, eight or a nine. Right out the gate, that's really high up there for you. I'm biracial and I have alcoholism. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Eight or nine. Really yeah. I know in my, in my Kobe Meckins video, I pretend like I don't exercise, but it's all I've been doing. To like the stay truth. Sane. Let's go. You know, honestly, I would like roller skating. I feel like that's the kind of exercise I'd like, like dancing or something that's like you said, joyful, like that, you know, has to be fun. It, 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 it's so fun. And like once you're out there. Yeah. Um, and see, you get to see all, a bunch of people. It's like very social yeah. at, from a, at a distance, you know, but yeah, it's really fun. It's a thing where like, I keep going, even though like I'm exhausted, you know, mm. cause mm. I'm like, it's sort of like dancing. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So you know what? If you don't like <laughs> exercise like me, just find an exercise that's fun. <laughs> it's possible. I don't, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. How many calories are burned there? I don't know. I'm always blacked out. Okay. What cool, about cool, this cool. one? Groupon Botox. Groupon Botox. Hell yeah. I I got some Groupon during the pandemic for like laser hair removal. Nice. Um, it feels good in the moment. I never had Botox though. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with like a six and you know, it's probably young me. Is that, is this right? Yes. <laughs> this is have my you, coping mechanism. Have you done it? Groupon Botox? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How'd it go? It was good. Okay, so this this is why it feels so good. Number one, saving a bunch of money. Mm. Always makes me feel great. Hell yeah. Number two, it's Botox. Is it just as good as non-Groupon Botox? I don't know. I haven't had <laughs> non-Groupon. <laughs> I think just like I wouldn't trust it. Yeah, they just treat you a little better in non-Groupon. You know, they'll like give you a, like a cup of tea or something. But the right, price but difference the is a lot. Botox. Yeah, they do. I know it's a big difference. They're just in and out. They don't even say hi. They're just like. So how would you rate Groupon Botox as a coping mechanism, young me? I don't know. It's like you know when I need a little boost, I just go hit up that Groupon. <laughs> Did it Saving hurt? money does it, is a bit. Does oh. it hurt? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Follow up with, I like pain. <laughs> okay. Next one. Flaming Hot Cheetos Mac and Cheese. Ooh. I've never had this. I love Flaming Hots, though. Just the regular ones. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. I never, even though I've never had this. And it's Young Me's, I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> three for three, baby. Yeah. I just wake up and I'm like, I, I need something. And it, it's it, always flaming hot mac is and it, cheese. Is it crunchy? Like what, what's going on? You just, just melt the Cheetos in water. <laughs> All right, young me, just to stick with the theme of the episode of how we're putting each other on blast. You put me on blast for eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> I would argue that flaming hot Cheetos mac and cheese is 10,000 times more deranged than peanut butter and jelly nice. sandwiches. Don't judge my coping mechanisms, Brian. It's what I need. We're in a pandemic. Yeah, I guess I'll go for it. I right, like this, one? Brian. Yeah, next one. Dylan doesn't judge me. Oh, porn. Porn. Uh, I like porn, I think. I'm having, I'm having a hard time. I'm like at a point where I, like I'm watching porn and I'm like, damn, like, 
I just miss kissing people and like being intimate, you know, I'm like, it like hurts um, a little bit. It's like, Oh, how's your, um, like, how do you, how do you watch porn? Do you, are you like all about variety or do you have like the greatest hits that you go to? Uh, kind of a mix in between. I like, I a mostly mix? watch like trans porn cause I like seeing myself like represented in my fantasy desire. I don't know. Um, have you noticed a change through pandemic? Because at least for me in the beginning, it was like, nor- like whatever. But then I've noticed like as the pandemic went on, it's, it's getting uh, freakier. It's getting a little weirder. It's gotten weirder. <laughs> to, get th- to get that hit. <laughs> now I'm done. <laughs> right, right. You got like 62 tabs open. Finding the right ones. Um, <laughs> trying to find like that 10 seconds where I'm like, I yeah, need <laughs> to come to this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a three. A three for me personally. I just like... It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't feel good anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like bad, like emotionally now, where I'm like, damn, I just, to be in a room full of people, fucking, wow, <laughs> with no masks. I want um, hugging porn. Or is I there know. porn where people are just hugging? I would watch that yeah. so hard. My porn now is just listening to podcasts of people obtaining their dreams. <laughs> oh. And it makes me cry. <laughs> oh man, I was watching. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> I was watching like cr- like critical analysis of Inside Out last night, and oh that was that, w- that was making me cry. And both of the hosts oh God, were like crying on like the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! Video. I don't know. Anyway, Wait, I think that, that video. Yeah, I think it's Young Me's because Brian said he stopped watching porn. No, it's Brian's. Oh, he lied. This is, uh... <laughs> yeah, liar. You threw Back a on. Off. That one doesn't count. Back on the horse. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I, I, I quit in the new year, but I will say that uh, a big reason why I stopped watching porn is because I was using it as a coping mechanism and that felt very unhealthy. Yeah, it, it can definitely not feel good. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Taking a, you taking know a break what I masturbate too. too? What? I masturbate to like, this is like back to middle school for me because now I'm just masturbating to like my imagination, like loving Let's scenarios go. with people that I've blocked. Yo, that's how I know my brain is, nature is healing in my brain is like, oh, just the idea of a naked person makes me kind of horny. Let's go. It's not even like <laughs> sex. I just masturbate to like going on a date with the person that I love that I'll never talk to again. What if yeah. they treated me nice and kissed yeah. me on the forehead? I think we're all right there. We're all just like right. Oh, uh, holding someone's hand. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, this one is very obviously Brian's. It's flirting with my son's parkour instructor spider spider oh yeah that's definitely brian's that's a 10 out of 10 um get you through the day great good for you brian i mean it's literally the only way i can come anymore let's be honest makes sense spider sounds hot this is post this is post porn (laughs) is there actually a parkour instructor in your life young me no, I just, I like, I didn't want to get too specific because I didn't want to out this person. Do you like, flirt with your son's instructors? No. Uh, yes, but uh, not the parkour. <laughs> the parkour. The parkour instructor <laughs> comes from my friend told me about this. She was like, she took her daughter to parkour and then all her friends like took their kids to this parkour place in Brooklyn. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> and then one of the teachers, the instructors literally had sex with all the moms. Like what? he just <laughs> went through all what? of them. 
and they were like and she's like showed me a picture of him and I was like <laughs> signing my son up for parkour <laughs> as we speak did he use like parkour Yo. moves in bed oh you know did like they say, did they say the sex was good apparently yes oh, he's doing like flips <laughs> off like the refrigerator and stuff <laughs> Can you imagine? Each time he uh, penetrates. He's so ripped. <laughs> he's like running up the side of the wall. <laughs> over and over again like a hamster wheel. Yeah. Here I come. <laughs> I feel like I have like, there have been times though during the pandemic where he's, my son's doing like a Zoom class and like his instructor is like not even vaguely attractive and I'm like... <sighs> <laughs> like in the background, like it's that 480p video quality. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we do one more? There's two more. Should we Let's do, two do more? it. Let's okay. bang them out. Two more. Okay, DMing someone after after midnight with no intention of ever meeting them. Oh, I don't. I don't. Really, I'm I'm taking a break from DMing people. I think it's. I think it's. That it feels good. You feel like you get some power. Um, you can feel good about yourself and being like, I'm. I'm. You know. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm gonna give it a give it a four. I, thought, I, four. I know I just I know I just built it why, out. So why did you? So why did you? Why have you stopped engaging in this behavior? I'm just taking a break from from dating. I'm guessing this is DM like romantic DM, right? Am I not sexting? Yeah. Just a anything any DM after you're, midnight is a sext. You're not DMing a friend, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Even if it's just a hey, that counts as a sext. Yeah, yeah. This is this is young me's, right? Well, trick question. It's both of us. Oh, but Brian wrote it down. So. <laughs> Brian, I thought I thought you were uh, carefully crafting messages. Young me is, uh, you know what? I'm taking one for the team because I feel like <laughs> I've I've put young me through enough this episode. <laughs> really, we, we both have. <laughs> and now. Our last coping mechanism for the episode. Calling your Asian mom. Aww. That's so sweet. <laughs> uh, I love my mom. My mom is so sweet. I I give it a, I give it a 10 out of 10. So good. I mean, for me, I don't, you, I know we have different moms. Yeah. Um, I would rate it as a, not a 10 out of 10. <laughs> we'll mm, leave it at mm, that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to guess is it's, it's way lower for you guys. <laughs> oh, um, what about you for you, young me? Is this a coping mechanism that you even engage with? No. <laughs> mm. Mm. So it's, it's just, so this one's just mine. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's neither of yours. I think, no, I think Brian has a great relationship with his mom. I know she's, I she's like strict, but I feel like they really get along. No, I, I love my mom. We have an, a fantastic relationship. I do call her very frequently, but I would say like nine out of 10, very emotionally supportive, Aww. knows how to handle when I'm having a hard time. But every one out of 10, she can eviscerate my insides <laughs> and like just Same. fucking destroy my self-esteem to Same. a fucking pulp. And it's cool. just like an up and down balance, you know? Yeah. Roll the dice. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like uh it's like the stock market, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. So it's like not very dependable. Um <laughs> but anyways, thank you for playing this game with us, Dylan. It and was a joy. Before before we let you go, we like to ask all of our guests this question. What is something that you're proud of? Uh I am proud of how uh, resilient I think I am. Resilient I am. Um, 
I think the pandemic has been rough and, uh, I've been able to like figure out ways to stay creative and stay kind of positive in the stuff that I make. I don't know. Uh, you know, life's, life's hard. And I think this is like sort of like a longer, like throughout my life, I feel like it's been a series of (laughs) sort of not failures, but just things that don't really work out. And Mm. I'm proud that I like keep on getting back up and trying again Mm. and not becoming like closed and bitter about the world. This is what my therapist told me. (laughs) Mm. This is, this is what my therapist said that they were proud of, of for me. So I'm just, yeah. Have you found any tools or anything that's changed internally within you that has made it easier for you to become more resilient? Uh, I think, realizing that like who I am is like a creative person. Like I have to do this stuff. Um, and yeah, like, like feeling like it's a deep part of my identity and Mm. that I need to like express it. If that makes sense. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Getting, getting serious. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like, I like what you said because like it, it is something that you have to, do as a creative person you know and I feel like <clears throat> I know we're all comedians but like I'm sure you have seen comedians or other like creatives that like aren't really doing like the internal work you know and there's like kind of a disconnect I yeah know, I feel like tell. and the uh like with comedy I try to be very uh like I treat the audience as like they're my friend and I'm bringing mm-hmm. them like a fun story uh and I try to focus on you know, having fun and being like uplifting and joyful. <laughs> and, uh, I realize that it's like not totally normal for a comedy. You know, a lot of people talk about like, you gotta like, <laughs> kill, you gotta kill the audience or else they're going to kill you. <laughs> or, um, yeah, yeah. you know, like people being like pretty antagonistic towards audiences. It's sort of like a, I guess a classic comedian trope, you know? I feel like that comes across so much in your comedy and that's like what I enjoy about it. It does very much feel like I'm like your friend. Mm-hmm. You know, even before we met today, I felt like, yeah. oh, I know Dylan, you know? Yeah. yeah I feel like I know you guys too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I feel like that's why I really enjoy your videos. But yeah, thank you again for doing the podcast, Dylan. And before we let you go, where can our listeners find you and all of your hilarious online videos? Uh, I'm on Instagram the most at D makes D E E M A K E S. Um, come say hi. Where can, where can our listeners find you, Brian? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at it's Brian Park. And what about you, young me? YM Mayor. And we have a TikTok for our Feeling Asian now. Mm-hmm. It's Feeling Asian Podcast. And I have a TikTok, which is young me Mayor, which I use. And you guys can follow our podcast Instagram where we post crispy memes at Feeling Asian <laughs> Podcast. And uh, if you're looking for an, a sound engineer for any of your audio related projects, please hit up <laughs> Sarah Pack at I am underscore P-A-K-T at impact. And don't yeah. forget to subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. And if you listen this far, thanks again. And thank you for supporting the pod. Bye, guys. Bye.